future to stare down Tom Hanks. You brought COVID into the world. I'm going to get you, Tom Hanks. I tried to travel to the set of Boys and Monsters. He doesn't move. He's a, one of the weirdest, like, it's real life New York, right? Yes. This guy sees her shooting this thing. He stops cold in his tracks, and he looks right in his little beady eyes, right into the camera, right into me watching it. And Creepy. says, I am from the future, and only you know it watching yeah. 2022. I don't really like how he's walking around like, what, what? I think you should I just know. see the towers and then be focused on getting to them. We saw him walking around like that at night in Times Square. Okay, that's cool. And then during the day right. in downtown, okay, yeah, no, whatever. Now he knows, yeah. right. Uh, it's, it's, it's not a scary place. He has his direction. He knows where he's heading. So he shouldn't... Okay, so now they're going to figure it out. The Two Towers is that Tolkien book. That's how they're going to... He doesn't oh, right. mean the book. He means the, the Twin Towers. And Hall, he means his missing brother. Missing brother. Yeah, he told me that like in the before the first before the first commercial break that his brother <laughs> ran away. Why did you tell me? You know what? I don't know. I was getting ready for Carson. I, I wasn't thinking. Oh, no, and this is CBS. They, they do do a little snapping at each other in this scene. And, and we almost had the opportunity to have some emotion. Well, because are they dating now? Who's I mean, are they seeing each other, Daniel and Katie? Yes. Yeah. Ooh, Batman logo. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's for some Canadian punk band. <laughs> like, there's shots in New York, and then there's shots where I'm sure it's not. Yeah, look how many cabs there were back then. No Ubers. Oh, follow that cab. Manhattan really does still have the appearance, just not as many cabs, but there's enough. Like instead enough, of eight, yeah. there's only seven, but it's only okay. five, you know, it's still prominent. Sure. And you do step onto the street, put your hands up. It's quicker than an Uber. Oh, there they the are. Towers. Uh, stare at them while you can, folks. Uh, the Twin Towers. Yes. Uh, now it's going to be many more years they're going to stand here. No, isn't one uh, look at the parking spot? I love it. Just right leave it right the there, right, park, right in front of the tower. <laughs> <laughs> You're just jealous. They have NYP. Yeah, perfect they have, spot. They have NYP plates. They're for New York Press. They can park now, anywhere. I went here with a coworker from Pakistan, and he was making the joke. I not terrorist. It was 1999, and the terrorist uh, bombing had happened in the basement in the with basement. the cars. Yeah. yeah. So we thought it was funny. Who knew? Oh, by the way, when you get into this elevator, you do feel your stomach, you know, butterflies. You do feel like there is nothing. Roof closed. Yeah. You see that sign? Yep. That means the roof is closed. Right. That means fire. There's only one tower you could go into, right? As a tourist, it's not open to the public. Both no, the there's towers. only one tower you can go to. Yeah, right. The roof, the roof, the roof is closed. We don't give a damn. Let the motherfucker be closed. Because Corrigan's and Gylalex's and Gylalax. Gylalax was a. I I remember catching that was a rare Pokemon. Okay, we gotta go. We gotta go. Uh, that'll be fifteen dollars ahead. Yeah. All right, uh, All right. we like him, but he'll come yeah. down. 
excuse me, pardon me, pardon me. Excuse me, businessman from the eighties. See, like in this scene, like they should be like rushing through, pushing right. people over. We've got to save him. Hey, get out! Hey, I'm Mr. Wall Street. Don't you can't do that to me. Right. Oh, it's so sad. I well, he's not down here. Let's go back up. It's a dumb right. thing in the film. We'll go up, then we'll go down, and we'll go up. There, yeah, he is. there he is. And he can't hear us, even though he's right there. It's a good thing we came to no school trip day. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's a lot easier. It's a lot, lot less crowded. All these escalators. A lot of people coming and going. Look, the line stops when they're done with the scene. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> There's no one else going to the escalator. I'm taking oh, going up. Where's he going? Where do you think? He's going down or up. Thank God we found an escalator. Elevator. Oh, it's filled up. It must have every floor. Finally. Oh, not more people. They get on before they let the people out. That's that's New York City for you, right? Well, they're all going up, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, that's right, right. The 80, they 90th floor. Oh, can this building be any shorter? Finally. And that's only open to the public in one tower. Oh, yeah, the line. Ticket. I hate my job. <laughs> <laughs> Roof Whoa, closed. No closed. one's going to allow to go. Hey, there he is, dumbass, dumbass. Now we'll hear the alarm. Okay. He's got to be here somewhere. Right, there's the alarm. The door. There's no security. The door isn't locked. It breaks my heart. I remember the observatory floor. This is not an escalator. It's stairs. Oh, this is the businessman's escalator, which makes the working man walk up the flight of stairs. We don't spend our electricity on you workers. Yeah, look at this. Holy shit. Yeah. Now, you should be on the other side of this fence, perilously heading to the edge. There's a, I don't know if you noticed, there's a continuity gap. There's a, you can see a Frenchman on the other building. <laughs> About to throw a rope over. With a big, uh, what do you call that, pole? The pole. But is this, how did they shoot this? Tom Hanks was not climbing over the Let's listen, because he Game. breaks down. Oh, this is the best scene. Game. Game. Look at this. He's an actor. Ginger, what do I do here? Dave, why can't I remember? I don't know. Is that good acting or stupid acting? No, it's great acting. He he changed. He uh, you actually believe he uh, went through that experience. Yeah, and it's grounded. His voice is grounded. Well, it's whiny. Right. Uh, group hug. This is going to be the one photo in the back of a DVD cover selling this movie. Look at the director pushing. Yeah, and commercial. Oh, wait. Now, this is suddenly a voiceover by the... I don't uh, know how good it feels to be finally writing my novel. Writing your yeah, novel. Katie. 
How loud are they talking that they could hear it outside the car? Yeah. <laughs> and I was so, scared, but I'm not scared. Did you know way. Katie was a novelist? Maybe Nora Roberts, uh, Jaffe in, in uh, Proxy. Did you realize that she was trying to write a novel? So she's going to write the book, Mazes and Monsters. And she's going to narrate the end of this documentary, even uh, documentary, this documentary, even though she <laughs> wasn't a narrator up front. Right. We haven't had that the whole thing. Now right. we're doing an epilogue. It all began when my friend JJ went to his fancy home. It's going to be okay. Maybe be back next semester. Right. So, okay. So he's, he's taken off the bench. He's done. They, yeah. They, yeah. And he's back home and home is this place right here. In I don't know, uh, Equestrian County. I guess it's New York State. I don't know. Could be Canada. There's Drinky Mom. She's so drunk she doesn't have a glass of wine in her hand in the scene. That's how drunk she is. <laughs> she doesn't need it. She's already soused. Right. Oh hi! I oh hi! Breath right. Phone. I recognize you for the phone. You smell great with don't light a match around her breath. That water pup? Stay away. Okay, he's great. He's by our private lake. I want you guys to know, because you weren't even thinking of it, that I don't blame you for dragging my son back into the game. That's the weird thing. Like in the beginning of the movie, the audience, we find out that he previously had a bad D and D game and that's where he told his mom not to do it. Yeah. I don't think these characters even know. So right. at the end of the movie, for the audience's sake, she says, I don't blame you. You didn't know. They didn't know. The characters didn't know. We know. So for the story, it ties up nicely. But okay. There was no tension there. Like, you know, don't let him play that game. You know, then later on, I told you not to, I'm not mad. I don't know. I think yeah. it, it now, is what it is. And I understand that it's a TV movie. I just think there were a few missed opportunities. And I think I've beaten this horse to, horse to death. These kids should realize something's wrong when they went by Rod Sterling setting up a shoot. <laughs> so now yes. their smiles drop. Stop playing around. It is you, Freelick. You have been restored to the living. Whoever did that is a great... He thinks he's Freelick, who you remember died because he didn't use his sonar or something. Right. Like yeah. Now, so he's, many yeah. people charge for their licks, but no, no, this guy, he's Freelick. Free lick. I think that's a good way to end this movie. All right. So they realize he's he's still in, nothing's really changed except he has, he's home. But they love him. And they want to be with him, so they're yeah. going to spend the rest of the afternoon with him. And then we'll hear a voiceover from her finishing up her novel. Oh, yeah. Here's my bloody knife from the crime I got away with. Well, that's the coin. Like, every night he pays the innkeeper for the night's stay. And in the morning, the coin's back in his... Right. It's the eternal coin or something yeah. like that? Yeah. It's his mom saying free, essentially. Well, you know, uh, we don't hear the mom saying he thinks he's paying for this. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. Uh, and then nice lake, nice man-made pond. They're talking about the enchanted forest and there's some. Right. 
So whatever, they, they drove all this way. They're not going to leave them. Well, they play along, and they go on one last adventure, I think it was. Right, well, on the voiceover. I'm only playing this so I can hear the voiceover. Are you tired of swimming through a sea of podcasts? Are ye on a raft without a pattern? Well, gather around me, sea dogs, and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of Mutiny Radio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice, LGBTQ-friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk. MutinyRadio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shit-faced McRat. <laughs> Billy Bob, you ever want to be funny? Well, my dogs think I'm funny, Daryl. Well, I mean, you ever want to be, like, in front of an audience? Like, other than, like, squirrels, dogs, and dead persons? Oh, shit. From time to time, I've been giving it a thought of two. You know, if you go to joke workshop, there's more than two peoples paying attention to your jokes, and they ain't even gonna be jerks about it. Daryl, are you serious? I can get people to listen to my jokes. And they'll even say nice things, dude, before they tell you how to get improvements. No way. What is this dag nabbit thing called? It's Joke Workshop. Joke Workshop? Yep, every Monday, 6 to 8 p.m. on the Mutant Radius. So you're saying I could tell my jokes every Monday from 6 to 8? That's what I'm saying. It's the Joke Workshop Mondays, 6 to 8 p.m. at the Mutant Radius. Yahoo! Four ninety-nine. John Wessick here. I have a new poetry collection on Amazon. Here's the title poem, The Shaman in the Library. Naked except for a loincloth, ritual scars and streaks of red clay, he attends the staff meeting. Bowl haircut, back straight, face impassive. Why is he here? No one knows. Since the library opened, he's pushed the loaded book cart and replaced Suzanne Summers and Gwyneth Paltrow in the diet and exercise section. Trembling patrons pay late fees promptly when he stands by the circulation desk. A few parents complain their teenagers shadow him, chasing rumors of hallucinogenic ayahuasca vines hidden in the botany section. And after the singed carpet incident, management forbade cooking fires. No more fresh rabbit meat, only packets of microwaved cassava. He pricks his fingertip at shift's end and fills out his time sheet with human blood. It's a good life. His employer provides health insurance and a retirement plan. 
But when the wild parrots come to strip fruit from nearby trees, he remembers the land of his birth, his vision quest, fasting to the point of death, and how his spirit animal came to him. He remembers inhabiting the jaguar's body, its savage strength, and the power he gained, power to take life and heal. Free from culture and convention, he hunted at night, the heart-pounding chase, the taste of wild boar's blood. I was, was just really leaving cool. the theater. <laughs> Convertible 1969 gold Cadillac with the white material. Oh. I drove it up here. And I started to do some thinking. Around in and on the freeway, and I'm having a really, really good time. Flat black plastic. Smoking big spliffs and cruising. Saturday noon to two. On the freeway. Good feeling. I am I'll a total Hello, Blake. Henry! Yeah, Charlie here. Yeah. I have a report here, Henry, from your, uh, from your chief nurse, Major O'Houlihan. She makes some accusations, Henry. I, I find pretty hard to believe. Black Block, a novel about protest from Sanjuro, a sample. The walk from Union Square to the bar is a long way for a drink, so you want a few stopovers. You get warmed up at Lefty O'Doul's, an old-time tavern with memorabilia and a menu from another century. Then a Market Street dive to rub elbows with the hoi polloi. Next is a Folsom leather bar. The dark goth soundtrack is a refreshing change from the usual jukebox anthems, but you must avert your eyes lest you observe gentlefolk in flagrante. That means fucking. Tonight, none of these places are open unless looters are broken in. The city is shut down because of the riots. Thank you. Find me at sanjurorider.com and Black Block is on Amazon. Got the mutiny, mutiny radio. Got the mutiny, mutiny radio. Got the mutiny, mutiny radio, my friend. Got mutiny, mutiny radio. Got mutiny, mutiny radio. Got mutiny radio, my friend. of subliminal SF, visual and auditory mind control, graphic design, physical merchandise, live music promotions. Go www.subliminalsf.com for the most amazing t-shirts you've ever seen, graphic design for every need, and live music promotion. At some of the best bars in San Francisco. That's Subliminal SF, visual and auditory mind control. Go to SubliminalSF.com now. Safe sex is more than just avoiding STIs and pregnancy, no matter what you're into. Make sure that you and those around you feel safe, comfortable, and are having a good time. This public service announcement is brought to you by your friends at Mutiny Radio.
October 9th through 16th, 2022. The 7th Annual Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival is coming to you, San Francisco and beyond. So many venues this year. Atlas Cafe, Madam Racecar, The Bar on Dolores, El Rio, Baby Blues Barbecue, OMG, and the Alameda Comedy Club, as well as Emperor Norton's Boozland and Mutiny Radio. 28 shows all week. Get your tickets at Eventbrite and for free on Sunday the 16th. It's a block party, part of the Phoenix Day Block Party See You, or Livable City, who brought you Sunday Streets. We're going to have a block party. We're going to have the Bacon Bacon Food Truck, art vendors, 40 comedians from all over the United States, outside, ready to make you laugh. Please come out to the 7th Annual Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival at eight different venues, October 9th through 16th, 2022. See you there. The National Lawyers Guild is dedicated to the need for basic change in the structure of our political and economic systems. They seek to unite lawyers, law students, legal workers, and jailhouse lawyers of America to function as an effective political and social force in the service of the people, to the end that human rights shall be regarded as more sacred than mere property interests. For more information about your legal rights, how to obtain legal assistance, or to donate, please contact the National Lawyers Guild at nlgsg.org. That's nlgsg.org. This public service announcement is brought to you by your friends at Mutiny Radio. LSD FAP! Acid and fapping, fapping and acid, acid fapping, fapping and acid, fap, 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 acid! Thank you, that song is called Acid and Fapping! My name is Breakfast, and I'm running for Chancellor of the United States of America. For too long, we have gone without a Chancellor who is willing to take bold leaps of faith and logic to create new possibilities for our great, big, fat nation. As your Chancellor, I will balance the budget on the head of a pin, give entertaining speeches, have scandalous affairs, write strongly worded letters to unpopular foreign leaders, look good on camera, end all hunger, crime, abuse, war, disease, disasters, sadness, depression, oppression, repression, suppression, transgression, obsession, expression, impression, regression, and digression by signing pieces of paper that express my disapproval of such things. And invest in an American flag pin to be worn prominently on my stylish jackets. It's time to work together to take the country back from us and return it to ourselves. It's time to turn this country around and drive it into opposing traffic. It's time to take a chance on the Chancellor. The Whitewater Tyranny, Twitter and the Neoliberal Workplace. So, I've been off Twitter now for a month. The longest period in my life of me not using that site since I got my first smartphone in 2009 and started an incredible 13-year run of chatting absolute shite online. An astonishing achievement, even if I was forced to leave as a result of being banned for being beastly about that nice Mr. Putin. So, a month later, what are my thoughts? 
One of the things I've noticed most is how similar being on Twitter was to my last job before I went mad, caught Covid and became a crip. As you'll recall, I used to work in a call centre, and it sucked. And it especially sucked when our managers decided to outsource the work of the specialist department I used to work in to a centre in a country ran by a homophobic dictator because of his country's looser regulatory environment. Woo! Keep sponsoring those prides, guys! The new department I got moved to was busier. Much busier. And suddenly, I got the full experience of genuinely being battered by call after call after call. Where once I had had time to do all the admin that I was required to do for each customer without having to take myself off the phones, I now found myself trying to get it taken care of in the course of calls themselves, to minimise my hold time, all while giving the customer my full attention and having real conversations, obviously. It was stress of a kind I'd never experienced, and I've worked retail over Christmas. But the thing about a physical queue is that it has an end you can see. Even if more and more people keep joining it, you can work it down. All you see in a call centre is a number, and that number rarely goes down. And it hardly ever reaches zero, unless something's gone wrong. Oh. How we all used to pray things would go wrong. Of course, the customer doesn't see this side of the affair. All they hear is the hold music, constantly interrupted by recorded declarations that your call is important to us, reminders that you are 89th in the queue, and constant patronising interjections that this is so much easier to do online. It's no wonder that even the nicest customers were a little tetchy by the time they got through to a human. But let's be honest, this is Britain. Nice customers were rare. More common by far were angry, lazy, judgmental scum who more often than not just wanted someone to shout at to make them feel better about their own mistakes. Their own inability to remember that some places are shut on bank holidays, that debts generally have to be paid, that it doesn't matter how much money they have in their bank account, we could not, in fact, do things for them which were illegal, and certainly couldn't agree to do that kind of thing on the phone. If you've worked in one of these places, you know the kind of thing, and the vitriol that results when you tell these entitled creeps no. And how did I choose to spend my lunch times and the 50-minute breaks I was lucky to work enough hours to qualify for? I spent them browsing Twitter. I mean, not the whole time. During lunch I'd usually do a little reading, whether on break or lunch I'd usually have to piss, but like most of us these days, I would scroll on the toilet, and there were always notifications coming in, replies, retweets, and likes. I would sit by the canteen window, my lunch on the bar, a book in my hand, my phone laid to one side, but within easy reach like an ashtray, and every now and then it would vibrate. And, because I was a trans woman on Twitter, the replies I got were often every bit as vicious, as vituperative, as vile as the abuse I would receive from angry customers. I'm not saying getting abused on Twitter is the exclusive purview of us trannies, obviously. You get the same kind of crap if you're black, or brown, or gay, or a woman, or espouse left-wing views. Regular readers will be aware I tick three of those boxes too, though it's by no means an exhaustive list. 
In a society which is systemically racist, sexist, misogynist, and riddled with neoliberalism, it would be a miracle if Twitter didn't replicate those dynamics. What's different is the speed. Just like the queues on the call centre phones, the Twitter queue was never-ending. But the clever bit was, in amongst the tides of shit, there would be flecks of gold. A genuinely valuable reply. An incisive quote-tweet. A diss that was, at least, original and well-constructed, rather than just some genitally-obsessed weirdo yelling PENIS! And always, the steady stream of likes and retweets from good comrades. Appreciation. Interaction. Dopamine. Look, odds are you don't need me to tell you how shit Twitter is. There's a good chance you've experienced it yourself. But that dopamine hit is why we keep coming back. My employer's internal propaganda told me I was a valued member of staff, and not just an emotional punch bag for the worst people in the country, but that was transparently fake. They didn't value me, they didn't see me as a person, they just needed me to fill a chair. But on Twitter, real people, actual humans, were tapping a digital heart and telling me they liked the things I said. They showed things that I said to their friends. They got in touch and said I made them laugh, and I got such feedback almost instantly. My employers could go on about how much they valued me, but Twitter showed me I was loved. And that was almost worth the times it showed me how much I was hated. Until one day, it wasn't. Slowly, imperceptibly, Twitter became more like work. Not just in the sense of having to wade through more and more angry dickheads every day, but in the sense of constant, hostile surveillance. All social media is a surveillance operation to some extent, obviously. A shout out here to the poor sod from the FBI who has to monitor Mutiny Radio's output. But just as they rely on us to self-report by logging in and giving updates, and because the internet will always be shit under capitalism, Twitter decided to outsource the problem of moderating the gargantuan quantity of information passing through its site to its users too. Sure, they had an algorithm as well, but they seemed to have relied mainly on reports from users, which of course allowed turverts and their fascist incel chums to run mass reporting campaigns on anyone from groups they didn't like who was getting too popular. It's not lost on me that the alt I moved to after my main got nuked only started to experience problems when my retweets started getting into the thousands again. Make no mistake, this shit is organised. You might even call it cancellation. But even before my alt got nuked too, there was no escaping the fact that Twitter wasn't what it used to be, because people I liked and followed were dealing with bans too. And sure, they were coming back with alts, but you had to faff on finding them. And people who didn't want to do this dance were forced to watch what they said to avoid having accounts, which in some cases they depended on for their livelihood, taken down. And meanwhile, of course, the abuse directed at us never stopped. Sometimes we scored victories, getting the penis botherer Helen Staniland removed, or sending Graham Linehan home to cry into his carbonara, but for the most part, it seemed much harder to get a transphobe banned for actual abuse than to get a trans woman kicked off the platform for using the word prick. Suddenly, logging into Twitter was a lot like going to work in the neoliberal workplace. 
a zone of surveillance in which you constantly self-monitor, policing your expression, and where you can't help but notice people whose faces fit never face sanctions, while you know you're being watched for the slightest deviation from the accepted behavioural norm. By the time they fired me, I wanted to get fired. And sure, adjusting has been hard. You do get withdrawal symptoms. How could you not? Your brain misses those constant little dopamine boosts. And even scrapping with turverts has its chemical reward, the adrenaline of conflict, not to mention the dopamine from people retweeting your disses. Suddenly, that's all cut off, and Facebook is shit methadone. You twitch. You pace. You drum your fingers. You start playing Wordle again. You think about buying a burner phone, setting up a Proton mail address and starting over, but why? You'll probably just get kicked off again. There are, however, benefits. I read a lot more now, and when I read, I read for longer, because my brain is growing less and less habituated to the need to be constantly checking my phone, which I sometimes leave in the other room when I go for a piss now. Such social media as I remain on has a slower update pace, especially given that I tend to police my friends list elsewhere much more carefully than I did on Twitter. I can watch whole films without interrupting myself now. It's too early, I think, to say what it's done to my writing. There is a discipline you develop as a writer from having to fit your thoughts into as close to 280 characters as possible, especially if you eschew text speak. But on the other hand, I now find it much easier to lay out a longer argument and write from point to point, even in a Facebook status update. And the last two entries on this blog consist of text from Facebook updates, which I thought would benefit from being easier to find if I need to refer back to them. I hope that I am staying the right side of prolixity here. I don't know if I'm less angry. Sometimes I feel more rage for not having the output. But overall, and importantly, although I miss the interaction with some individual tweeters, I don't miss Twitter itself, despite having been on it since 2009 because Twitter is no longer the site that I joined in 2009, and hasn't been for quite some time. Protection Agency, the Departments of Justice and the Interior um, are all being headed by acting officials. Oh yeah, there it is. Hold on, I'm going back there. We're doing this. Here we go. It's uh, Tuesday at 6 o'clock. It's Bug Out Square. You've, you've done all you need to do, and now uh, all there is to do is sit back and enjoy, because uh, it's Bug House Square, and it's Mutiny Radio. Dick? Have you seen that vigilante man? Have you seen that vigilante man? Have you seen that vigilante man? I've been hearing his name all over the land. Hey, this week on Bug Out Square, I got um, I got good records. Not a heap of planning, but good records. Uh, I had, I had things, I had plans, but um, they were best laid. Has he got a gun and a club in his hand? Is that? A vigilante man 
rainy night down in the engine house sleeping just as still as a mouse man come along and chased us out in the rain was that a vigilante man stormy days we'd pass the time away sleeping in some good warm place man come along and we give him a little race was that a vigilante man Preacher Casey was just a working man And he said, unite all you working men Kill him in the river Some strange man was that A vigilante man Vigilante man Why does a vigilante man Carry that sawed-off shotgun in his hand Would he shoot his brother and sister down I rambled around from town to town I rambled around from town to town and they herded us around like a wild herd of cattle Was that the vigilante men? Have you seen that vigilante man? Have you seen that vigilante man? I've heard his name all over the land
of swimming through a sea of podcasts. Are ye on a raft without a patter? Well, gather around me, sea dogs, and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of MutinyRadio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice, LGBTQ-friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk. MutinyRadio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shit-face McRat. <laughs> You ever want to be funny? Well, my dogs think I'm funny, Daryl. Well, I mean, you ever want to be, like, in front of an audience? Like, other than, like, squirrels, dogs, and dead persons? Oh, shoot. From time to time, I've been giving it a thought of two. You know, if you go to joke workshop, there's more than two peoples paying attention to your jokes, and they ain't even gonna be jerks about it. Daryl, are you serious? I can get people to listen to my jokes. And they'll even say nice things to you before they tell you how to get improvements. No way. What is this dang nabbit thing called? It's Joke Workshop. Joke Workshop? Yep, every Monday, 6 to 8 p.m. on the Mutant Radius. So you're saying I could tell my jokes every Monday from 6 to 8? That's what I'm saying. It's the Joke Workshop Mondays, 6 to 8 p.m. at the Mutant Radius. Yahoo! John Wessick here. I have a new poetry collection on Amazon. Here's the title poem, The Shaman in the Library. Naked except for a loincloth, ritual scars and streaks of red clay, he attends the staff meeting. Bowl haircut, back straight, face impassive. Why is he here? No one knows. Since the library opened, he's pushed the loaded book cart and replaced Suzanne Summers and Gwyneth Paltrow in the diet and exercise section. Trembling patrons pay late fees promptly when he stands by the circulation desk. A few parents complain their teenagers shadow him, chasing rumors of hallucinogenic ayahuasca vines hidden in the botany section. And after the singed carpet incident, management forbade cooking fires. No more fresh rabbit meat, only packets of microwaved cassava. 
He pricks his fingertip at shift's end and fills out his time sheet with human blood. It's a good life. His employer provides health insurance and a retirement plan. But when the wild parrots come to strip fruit from nearby trees, he remembers the land of his birth, his vision quest, fasting to the point of death and how his spirit animal came to him. He remembers inhabiting the jaguar's body, its savage strength and the power he gained, power to take life and heal. Free from culture and convention, he hunted at night, the heart-pounding chase, the taste of wild boar's blood. I was just leaving the theater. And I started to do some thinking. And I had a really, really good time. Flat black plastic. and big spliffs and cruising. Saturday noon to two. On the freeway. I am a Hello, Blake. Henry! Yeah, Charlie here. Yeah. I have a report here, Henry, from your, uh, from your chief nurse, Major O'Houlihan. She makes some accusations, Henry. I, I find pretty hard to believe. Black Block, a novel about protest from Sanjuro, a sample. The walk from Union Square to the bar is a long way for a drink, so you want a few stopovers. You get warmed up at Lefty O'Doul's, an old-time tavern with memorabilia and a menu from another century. Then a Market Street dive to rub elbows with the hoi polloi. Next is a Folsom Leather Bar. The dark goth soundtrack is a refreshing change from the usual jukebox anthems, but you must avert your eyes lest you observe gentlefolk in flagrante. That means fucking. Tonight, none of these places are open unless looters are broken in. The city is shut down because of the riots. Thank you. Find me at sandrowrider.com and Black Block is on Amazon. Got the mutiny, mutiny radio. Got the mutiny, mutiny radio. Got the mutiny, mutiny radio, my friend. Got mutiny, mutiny radio. Got mutiny, mutiny radio. Got mutiny radio, my friend. of subliminal SF, visual and auditory mind control, graphic design, physical merchandise, live music promotions, go www.subliminalsf.com for the most amazing t-shirts you've ever seen, graphic design for every need, and live music promotion at some of the best bars in San Francisco. That's Subliminal SF, visual and auditory mind control. Go to SubliminalSF.com now. No 
Safe sex is more than just avoiding STIs and pregnancy, no matter what you're into. Make sure that you and those around you feel safe, comfortable, and are having a good time. This public service announcement is brought to you by your friends at Mutiny Radio. October 9th through 16th, 2022. The 7th Annual Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival is coming to you, San Francisco and beyond. So many venues this year. Atlas Cafe, Madame Racecar, The Bar on Dolores, El Rio, Baby Blues Barbecue, OMG, and the Alameda Comedy Club, as well as Emperor Norton's Boozeland and Mutiny Radio 28 shows all week. Get your tickets at Eventbrite and for free on Sunday the 16th. It's a block party, part of the Phoenix Day block party. See you, or Livable City, who brought you Sunday Streets. We're going to have a block party. We're going to have the Bacon Bacon food truck, art vendors, 40 comedians from all over the United States outside, ready to make you laugh. Please come out to the 7th Annual Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival at eight different venues, October 9th through 16th, 2022. See you there. The National Lawyers Guild is dedicated to the need for basic change in the structure of our political and economic systems. They seek to unite lawyers, law students, legal workers, and jailhouse lawyers of America to function as an effective political and social force in the service of the people, to the end that human rights shall be regarded as more sacred than mere property interests. For more information about your legal rights, how to obtain legal assistance, or to donate, please contact the National Lawyers Guild at nlgsg.org. That's nlgsg.org. This public service announcement is brought to you by your friends at Mutiny Radio. My name is Breakfast, and I'm running for Chancellor of the United States of America. For too long, we have gone without a Chancellor who is willing to take bold leaps of faith and logic to create new possibilities for our great, big, fat nation. As your Chancellor, I will balance the budget on the head of a pin, give entertaining speeches, have scandalous affairs, Write strongly worded letters to unpopular foreign leaders. Look good on camera. End all hunger, crime, abuse, war, disease, disasters, sadness, depression, oppression, repression, suppression, transgression, obsession, expression, impression, regression, and digression by signing pieces of paper that express my disapproval of such things. And... Invest in an American flag pin to be worn prominently on my stylish jackets. It's time to work together to take the country back from us and return it to ourselves. It's time to turn this country around and drive it into opposing traffic. It's time to take a chance on the Chancellor. Like a child's eyes on a Christmas night I'm looking at you now Finding answers to my prayers 
It's a new day for those good old dreams. One by one, it seems they come untrue. So 
Thank you all for being here at one o'clock on a Tuesday. It's so uh, early and you're all awake and I'm really proud of all of you for being here. Uh, I'm going to run up to the front of the stage and we'll, um, and we'll start, we'll start this class that's microphones 101 or magnets. How the fuck do they work? Which is a reference to insane clown posse for anybody who knows they have a thing. They're like magnets. How the fuck do they work? And that's a good question. So uh, I'm going to come around. Yay. Okay, so you're all stand-up comedians, and you're, you're familiar with the concept of microphones. Obviously, use them all the time. But a lot of times, we don't understand the mechanics behind them or why they work, and it can really shape how you are on stage with how you use the microphone. So we're just start with, uh, like, su super, and it's going to be interesting because we're on the radio, too. And we're going to also, we'll go into the studio at some point because we'll look at all the meters and the levels so you can actually see like how your sound comes out. But this is a microphone and we're all aware of what that is. Now, microphones and the way that they work, that they're a series of magnets that pick up the sound of your voice because your voice makes waves, right? And when you look at a sound wave, it does this wavy thing and it goes big. But it's because from your mouth are coming out waves. Like a, like a rainbow coming out of your mouth, right? And <laughs> of sound and joy. And so you have to, when you think about it, I have to take this microphone apart, and it's okay because it was totally already broken. So when you look inside of a microphone, you've got, on this broken one, which is fine, um, you've got your little cover, and then you've got a little baffle. Anytime that you have any kind of something in front it's called a baffle, and a lot of times you'll see it in a professional studio, and they'll have a big thing around it, and that's that's to take out the the pa, 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 all that because there's a little there's a little baffle on it, and so it takes some of the sound away. It just um, 
you know, helps those sound waves be more concentrated and not, you won't pop things. So here's a microphone and we'll pass it around. And it's, it's a, just a magnet on top. And this, is, this little thing is just what's collecting your sound waves. And so if you think about it, you look at it this way. This is a purely directional mic and they'll use these for, it, this one looks like a, more like a dildo than a, a round thing. Um, but it's the kind that you would use for, um, you'll see them on stage hanging from above and they're purely directional or when bands will use them, but you won't usually see a singer use one like this because they want this, this round thing and these little things inside, it changes the quality of what's happening with your sound as opposed to this, which is just like unidirectional, usually better for music. But this is what this looks like on the, in the inside. So if you think about it, this one is just this without all the covering on it. So it's just the cover magnet, yeah. It's holding it all together and then it, the, the cage on the outside helps your sound waves so it can pick up more sound than just this. Because if you have this and you're just holding it like this, it's not gonna pick anything up because your voice is going over the magnet and there's nothing to kind of catch it and focus it. So if you have a, a round tipped microphone, it's gonna help you. If you have just a straight unidirectional one like this, you really have to have it like right in front of your mouth to catch anything. Because if you're here, your sound waves are going foof, 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 foof. And they're just, they're like obliquely going over the magnet, right? And you'll hear it, you'll hear it when people, when they're, and the, the problem is when you're at a club, Sometimes they're set it and forget it. Like here we have a board op who can modify the levels. So they can bring it up to eight or bring it down to four depending on how loud you are because they're listening and they're modifying your output. But a lot of times at a club, they don't have a sound. They set it and forget it. Like there it is. There's the level. It's at six or it's at five <laughs> or whatever it is. And so if somebody has the microphone like way down here, Nothing, it's catching very little because the sound waves are going foo foo out this way, which is in a room can be great that people can hear you, but you're not amplified. So, it, I mean, but also it depends on your, some people are so loud, like Chelsea Beers. It's like she doesn't need a microphone at all, but she's the theatrically trained and so her body just like exudes sound. And that's the thing is you can, it, sometimes in a small room, you don't even need a microphone. And we always use them here because we're recording, so it's different and you can watch the podcast later. But so um, I'll pass around this mic and you can look and be like, oh, look, magnets, how the fuck do they work? So. So it's like, it's all about the physics of how and it's an extra, it's just an extra step to think about when you're on stage, but once, so some people use, like the very, very beginner tip that people will say is, put the microphone on your chin, because you're pretty much getting, like, it's, my waves are going foom, 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 and the, the magnet's right there, and it's close enough that no matter what I do, it's probably gonna be okay. So that's like a, like a, like when the first, what you learn first in comedy, put the microphone stand behind you, and then put the microphone on your chin, that's like the easiest thing. But also that's kind of maybe gross because like COVID and gross and like you're touching the thing and everyone's spitting into a microphone and you're putting it on your face. But whatever, we're comedians, what do we care? Um, so that's like the beginner, beginner, beginner trick because it positions it. So you can hear the difference if you 
down here. Like, you can hear me, but if we were looking at the sound waves on the radio, you would see that it's just not picking up as much. How it works here. Um, so think about when you're, you know, the positioning of it's like right here, like just for regular speak, right? It's, it's like this position for dancers. It's like a, you know, it's like right here and it's the right, and you're holding it and it's right in front of your mouth. And then you can, you've got a little room here. Cause if you're here, like, yeah, I get, I mean, it depends on your style, right? But I'm, I'm a, I'm a, like a right out here, but then you also have to think about you, when you hear it in the club and you'll hear and always like listen to the people before you and see how they're like, there's two things I always check when I'm at an open mic. I'm like, one, can they find the light? Two, can I hear them? <laughs> that's that's kind of basic, right? We have to be able to see you. We have to be able to hear you. So positioning of the microphone. But if you're really loud, you can actually pull back and you can hear that absolutely projecting you'll know that that's, when I look back at the podcast, I really can hear that that's the So it's this angle of thinking, where is that magnet and where am I? And then, oh my God, cordless mics are a completely different animal. We won't even get into that. <laughs> the cordless mics are awful and the best thing to do is to always find an open mic that has a cordless mic. That's the reason I started going to OMG. Everyone in the beginning was like, OMG sucks, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, OMG is the only place that has a cordless microphone. It's the only place in town to practice that skill for if you get on a bigger stage. And if you do corporate stuff, it's all cordless mics. Like, there's a lot of things where you're like, ah. And if you haven't practiced with a cordless mic, they're wonky. They can, they can make noise. All of a sudden, they're feeding back. And you're like, what is going? Where are the ah, speakers? So that's another trick, too. Uh, microphones, if, if you've all been familiar with feedback, so that's a magnetic loop that occurs when your microphone magnet is picking up the sound waves from the amplified sound from their speakers. So a lot of times if you're in a room, they'll have multiple speakers, and if you get too close to one, you're like, why is it, where are the, where are the speakers? Why are they doing it? And if they don't have someone on the board, there's two ways to kill that. One, the board op can just cut the feed and bring it back and it cuts that loop because it's it's just it's starting like a it's like a magnet and <laughs> it's just going around and it's gonna keep going until you cut the feed. So either the board op will cut it and then it'll be back, or the other trick is just put your microphone down. You have to figure out, okay, wh which speaker is it? Why is it feeding back? And and once that magnetic loop stops, the feedback's gone, and you just can continue. That happens a lot with cordless mics because of the way that they move and pick up with their receiver. You get, it's, it's, it's different. It's like there's a lot of waves bouncing around the room, and that's what makes the cordless mic work because it's like talking to that thing over there, right? So you've got like your waves going into that, and then the waves from that go into some receiver, and so all of the other mechanics can make feedback, but that's the trick. Cut the feed. Or look, if there's a board op, be like, and they'll know what you're talking about because they're gonna be going like, what? Unless they have no idea what they're doing either. So that's, which is totally possible, which is another reason why to go, go to OMG because, and to practice your microphone techniques with alternate microphones in settings that do that. So lesson, go to OMG. Or when you go back to LA, just find one mic and it might be weird, just like, 
or ask him, do you have a cordless mic? Just, it's just a good, like, weird practice thing. Um, okay, so magnets, that's how they work. Blah, 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 blah. Talking to stuff. Um, let's all, do, are, there, are there any questions? <laughs> <It's> <laughs> no, we're good. Okay, good. Hi. Um, yeah, and there's, and there's cupcakes. So let's, we'll all, we'll all, all come into the studio and we can use some microphones and look at the different waves that occur. And so you can see and we'll be loud and we'll be soft and all that kind of stuff. And then, um, and we can look at it from stage two, but let's come on into the studio. So here we are inside the studio. And um, okay, so there's a couple different ways to look at uh, the sound waves, especially in here. So we've got these monitors here with the little green flashy lights. And we've got this over here where it pops into the red. And the whole thing that you're, oh, that's another thing I forgot to say. The best thing you can do to get better with microphones is have a podcast and sing karaoke. Those are like the two things to be able to constantly work with microphones and your voice level and what you're pushing out and what you have to do with a microphone. So I can see on those levels all the time like what, what my voice is doing, like what, what sound waves it's picking up. And you can see there too. So if I'm really loud and I'm popping in the red, that's bad, right? Because it's, it's too loud. The audience isn't. But, you know, you can also whisper and be loud enough and you can look at your – but it's because your positioning and how close. But if you're whispering and you're back here, see, it doesn't pick up. So, um, so there, so let's, uh, you know, here, I'll, 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 uh, I'll put this microphone at, at kind of four. So it's in the middle and play with the, like, watch it and play with your voice once, one at a time. And be like, look at the difference here, how it's not picking up anything and down here. And like, we can do it this way too. So if I'm like this, if I'm down here, like, what's it picking up? But if I'm right here, it's all right there. Yeah. You will. You want it. You you just want to see like what what different things you can do where you keep it in the green and it just sort of stays. Because once you get louder and louder, you can be out here and you're still popping pretty hard. But then if you're if you're in here, you're still in the right. Want to kind of look at it? But play with it. Get it loud and fresh. Oh, oh okay. Um. <laughs> Anyone else in here still not over the very first person they ever made love to in an elevator? Uh, he was sexually adventurous and convinced me to do things I swore I would never do, like have sex sober. <laughs> um, it's so crazy. I take the microphone for granted. I didn't realize how much goes into it. Uh, thanks for sharing this with us. <laughs> I don't have a podcast. <laughs> Does that make me a bad person? Um, I have a very, very monotone voice, so I'm always worried that microphones and my voice don't get along. But maybe I need to. Maybe I just need to project more. Closer. I have a horrible truth. To, now I'm too loud. I have a horrible truth to admit is that I don't have a podcast. And if I did, I think it would be horrible and would hurt people. So I will continue to not have one. 
for now. Hey, one thing I've heard is that uh, heard that I should be making a love to the microphone to feel likable, look likable. Okay, like that. But now I'm going to be too loud. Or okay, okay. Now it's getting better. And what you're saying that if I whisper really, if, if I want to whisper, I can whisper like this, right? Okay, and my joke would be, I'm from Prague. I guess all you know where Europe is. Prague is right in the middle. Prague is known for three things. Um, porn, video games, and beer. It's what every guy dreams of uh, dying and waking up in, like in heaven. Uh-huh. Okay. So, okay. So should I just rather do this, or then is it not? Like okay, yeah. but this is bit. So but now I'm super loud, so this is too much, based on what you're saying, right? Okay, okay. And now I have like technical question. Like, is this thing like really old, or yeah, is like a really? Yeah. That's fantastic. I am fantastic. Okay. Yeah, yeah. It's wow, so old is you. <laughs> Thank you. Um, what are the 1558 numbers at the top? Oh, okay. 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 Oh, it doesn't. So yeah, it doesn't. Okay. Yeah, I now I see. Oh, I have to have it. It doesn't come up. Just very lightly. I have to whisper louder. Soto voce. So Hello. fake whispering. Hello. So fake whispering fake is called whispering. sotto voce, and it's an Italian term. And it's when you're whispering, but you're actually doing it loud. So it's like you're whispering, but you're still pushing out a lot of. So it's like the affect of whispering. So I'm not actually whispering. It's the affect of whispering. But really, I'm pushing a lot of air out. So I'm getting those little rainbows out of my mouth. Yes. Right. You've got it because, really loud. Right. Yes. Because it's yeah. It's sotto voce. Sotto voce. I'm talking sotto voce. Okay, this is really cool. <laughs> I love this. I love. I'm going to be watching this now. <laughs> Thank you. Okay, so that's so when you also that was when it was at four. So if it's like if it's up there, see how hot I'd have to be really quiet, or I'd have to, or then I'd really be pulled back off the mic, which depends if you want a different kind of sound, and sometimes you. It picks up this on the podcast. I'll have more like, you'll hear more of the whole room. But it's because my rainbows are still going at the, like, boop, boop, boop. Right? But if I'm, but if I'm whispering, it still picks up. Anyways, it still picks up. But that's super hot, and usually I don't have it down there. Yeah, so um, on a board, up is loud and down is soft. And it's either, it's either hot or it's cold. And um, because your sound, it gets, and so sometimes it's like, this is super, like, it's really hot. You can see it's like because it's red. It's popping in the red, and um, and that's why certain sounds will come out like pop because it's you're making that loud sound and it's like a bigger rainbow, you know, of sound. I use the word rainbow just because I'm think it. That's how I think of it is like this round thing that comes out like a stone in a pond and ripples, except that it's 3D. It's like vectors or some shit. I don't know. I'm not that smart. <laughs> um, so yeah, the other thing I thought we could sing a little karaoke and um, 
so that we can so you can practice because that's the other thing is when you're when you're make when you're belting or when you're if you're singing softly or you're being loud you you modulate where your microphone is depending and so I just I constantly think about how much sound is coming out of my body um excuse me so we'll get on we'll put, put some carpenters back on and we'll pick some karaoke songs and we'll go out there and we'll sing and um and then we can watch I should like turn this around so you can see and I can do that so that you can see your sound guys while you're singing um okay so carpenters <coughs> sorry said I think it's today the boy that's driving me mad is going away he's got a ticket to ride he's got a ticket to So the reason that karaoke is such a great way to practice is that it karaoke is the only dare I say art form and that is that is stretching but it is the only thing that you can do where the harder you try the better you are that the more you put in is exactly what you get out of it and I don't think there's anything else in life that you can do where as hard as you try the better you are 
Like, even if you suck, that's the beauty of karaoke is that like, if you suck and you own your suck, everyone's like, yeah! So it's a really wonderful opportunity to fuck around with like microphones and use it for practice for stand up. And also here's the other trick I do with karaoke. If you can't get a mic um, in a night and you know there's karaoke, you pick the quietest karaoke song that exists and you monologue over it. So I like Cat Stevens. Seriously, I'll pick a Cat Stevens song and it'll be all quiet or there'll be a huge music break in the middle and I'll just tell jokes. Like, because why not? It's just another, if you, I mean, if you're really hungry for stage time. I've never been kicked out of karaoke. That's never, ever happened. I love karaoke so much. And everyone else does too. And it's, it's fun and weird and, and stuff. So who wants, to, uh, who wants to sing first? Okay, so we're going to plug it in. Oh, no, I have. Does one of those work? But that connects. But that, yeah, it's, yeah. it's, yeah, it's just a, yeah, poop. Well, we have to look it up on someone else's phone. Okay, who else is, who else is next? More, more karaoke tips and hints. Uh, like I said, Cat Stevens songs. Also, Paradise by the Dashboard Light is um, a song that's incredibly, incredibly long. It's like a 10-minute song, and there's a lot of opportunity to monologue over it. So if you want to, I'm just saying. I, yeah, well, and, but that's the thing is if there's, there are some nights where there are only booked shows. And if, if you do like one open mic and you feel like you need to do something else, I mean, I, I like, I require, I require a lot of stage time to feel like a, like it for, to feel like a person. Like I should probably go to therapy. I don't have the right tools, but, but the stage time suffices. And so I'll find it like. I'll, I'll find it. Um, cool. Yay. Okay, so plug this in here. Oh, and this actually... I better not screw this okay, up. So you've got, you've, you've got, you get to watch yourself on the thing. And uh, you've got your words. Got my words. Let me, you, and here we go. So right now your microphone's super low by, yeah, there you go. I think it's all the way up. song has a long intro where the where there's where they're saying stuff and they set up the song but I won't do that I'm not crying it's just been raining on my face and if you think you see some tear tracks down my cheeks please 
tell my mates. I don't have any words, so I'm just gonna be remembering it. I'm not crying. No, no, I'm not crying. And if I am crying, it's not because of you. It's because I'm thinking about a friend of mine. You don't know who's dying. That's right, dying. These aren't tears of sadness. I've just been cooking onions. I'm making a lasagna for one. I'm not crying. No. It's just a little bit of dust in my eyes It's from the package you made me when you said your goodbyes I'm not Hold my hand for your information There's an inflammation in my tear gland I'm not crying No, I'm, I'm not crying I'm sorry, Fly of the Concords, for butchering your song Um, trying to remember where I am. Oh. Wait. I can pause the carry. So that's the one technological advantage I have here. I do remember this part. Third, third take. Sitting at this table called life, staring down at the irony of love. How come we reach this fork in the road, and yet it cuts like a knife? I'm not crying I'm not crying I'm not Thank you very much. Thank you, Fly the Concords. Yay! And so you could see on the on the meter like where and how far and how close. And if you're whispering or singing, you have a really lovely voice. Yay! Okay, who's next? We'll set it. We'll set it up. And um, yeah. And then once once the once once this is over, I'll show you the actual the the recording. What it what it looks like. Um, MP3s, they're just they're just they're just sound waves that we've run. Yeah, pull it. You can pull it off the the thingy, and there you go. I'm not. Oh, and that's. Am I okay? <laughs> I don't think I'm drunk enough for this. <laughs> uh, oh, good. That was my strategy. Um, I've never done sober karaoke. 
Hey kids, shake it loose together. The spotlight's hitting something that's been known to change the weather. We'll kill the tatted cap tonight, so stick around. It's tatted, not tatted, okay. <laughs> You're gonna hear electric music, solid walls of sound. Say Candy and Ronnie, have you seen them yet? Ooh, but they're so spaced out. Ha-ha-ha, Benny and the Jets. Oh, but they're weird and they're wonderful. Oh, Benny, she's really keen. She's got electric boots, a mohair suit. You know I read it in a magazine. Oh, but 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 Benny and the Jets. to the faithless maybe they're blinded but benny makes them ageless we shall survive let our take ourselves along when we fight our parents out in the street to find who's right and who's wrong oh candy and ronnie have you seen them yet Ooh, but they're so spaced out but 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 benny and the jets but they're weird and they're wonderful. Oh, Benny, she's really keen. She's got electric boots, a mohair suit. You know I read it in a magazine. Oh, but 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 Benny and the Jets. If I had known we were doing this, I would have studied my lines better, so I could have paid attention to that. And I've been looking at the thing. Purple Rain is my go-to karaoke song, but I figured I wouldn't do that to everyone at 1.30 on a Tuesday. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know why I'm blanking. <laughs> oh, thank you to the band and Elton John. And I missed my pickup. Ooh, but they're so spaced out. b b benny and the Jets. I get one of those. Kate Ashbury. Benny! 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 Yeah!
I always thought they were saying electric boobs. Oh. Electric boobs. I thought it I thought it was a motor suit. I thought it was electric boobs. Or electric boobs, a motor suit. Boobs. About like you couldn't eat your boots. Up. Yeah, I was like a fatty calf. Like what's a fatty? A tabby calf. So, on on another tip, that's called a mondegrin. When you hear a word in a lyric of a song and you think it's a different word, it's the technical term for it is a mondegrin. So like thinking it's electric boobs in a motor suit as opposed to. <laughs> I don't know what it is in real life anymore. But there was another one, too. What are those other ones that are like um, um, revved up like a douche, another roamer in the night? That's yeah. not that one. It's, it's revved up like a douche, douche, like a douche coupe, I think. Oh. I don't know. Mondegrin. We all learned something today. Yay! But you can tell the difference with the different letters. And when you're singing, it's so different because you're pushing out so much air. And... Like, and there's a thing too, like I, even I'm so used to this, like with this particular stand and where I put it and where my mouth is and you'll hear people that podcast and you'll see, and it's like, <laughs> it's because if you're like this, it picks up barely anything. I mean, look at that. Anyway, um, who's next? Who's next? It's, um, but it's just, it's about, that's the other good thing about singing is that it's going to help you with your projection on stage anyways, because you're using your body and pushing air out like in a harder, different way. And it's it's differently transferable to talking. Uh, so there you go. That's this one. Yeah. So you're saying the worse you are, the better you are? The yeah, more no, you try. Just the harder, it's the harder you try. The, the, harder, the you harder, try. harder you try, the better you are. And it doesn't work that way with comedy, but it works that way with karaoke. Okay, it's Blank Space, Taylor Swift. Nice to meet you. Where you've been, I could show you incredible things. Magic madness, haven't seen. Saw you there, and I thought, oh my god, look at that face. You look like my next mistake. How's a game? Wanna play? Eh. <laughs> you money suit and tie. I can read you like a magazine. And it's funny, rumors fly. And I know you heard about me. So hey, let's be friends. I'm done dying to see where this ends. Have your passport and my hand. This is for a weekend. No one's gonna ever. Or it's gonna get up nothing over mm, if the high was worth the pain and only all place flowers they'll tell you I'm insane you know I love the players and I love the game mm, yeah class and we'll take this way too far I'll leave you breathless mm, or with the nasty scar but long the flowers they'll tell you I'm insane on the blank space, baby. And I'll write your name. Yeah. There's a size. I could show you incredible things. So 
stolen kisses, pretty lies. You're the king, baby, I'm your queen. Even what you want, be that girl for a month. My divorce, it took time. Oh no. Screaming, crying, perfect storms. I can make all the tables turn. Nose garden filled with thorns. Keep your second guessing, like, oh my god, who is she? I get drunk on jealousy. You'll come back each time you leave. Cause I'm darling, I'm nightmare dressed like a daydream. Forever, or it's gonna go down in flames. Another, if the high was worth the pain. I'm long with the legs of lover. Or with the nasty scar. And I'll write your name. I'm gonna love if it's torture. Don't say I didn't say I didn't warn ya. Oh, it's only one love. Don't say I didn't, I didn't warn ya. And forever, we're gonna go down in flames. Over, if I was worth the pain. And all the the lovers, they'll tell you I'm insane. And you love the game. And we'll take weight. The nasty scar and along with of egg flowers, they'll tell you I'm insane. I'm complex space, baby. I'm right And wasn't it fun to play? You can see yeah. when you're loud enough and everyone can yeah. still hear you because you're actually using the microphone instead of just your voice. Your voice is different because you're kind of like using your throat a lot yeah. instead of pushing from, from your... yeah from your diaphragm and so it's hard it's a weird thing to learn um the way they taught me when i was little is that you lay on your back and you breathe in and instead of making your rib cage inflate you think about having your tummy inflate so it's like you breathe in like through your stomach and then and then you so when you breathe in it isn't like like in your lungs it's like it's like into your stomach. It's a weird thing. And it's, they like, that's how they train like singers and stuff to use like their core to push sound out. Like little kids, when they belt, they call it belting. And when they're like singing in the key of C and they're just like, they hit that note, like Annie, you know, those uh -huh. Annie songs. And when they're just like, you know, let me pick a note. Hey, like that's a, not the right note, but the, like think of it. What's the Annie song where she, but they, yeah, like, uh, let's see if I, two, Tomorrow, but it's like they they belt, they really get it going. They've got that. Is it coming from? And your, it's coming from here. Like the vibrations are coming from yeah. your. Yeah, well, it's belt. that you're you're pushing. So it's the more it's more like the way that your voice makes those rainbows is you have these vocal cords in your throat and they vibrate when you force when you're talking and making sound. But what's making the sound come through them is the air that you're pushing out. So. That's why your uh. breath is important when you choose to breathe. And like Lauren knows this because her joke at the end is in a minute, just a second. Just, and you have to keep going. You have to 
find air enough to fill because your body has to you can't make your vocal cords move without the breath and so you have to and then go for it and so singing is going to help you like use your body to push more air out because you can only talk if you have air and then when you run out of air you can't say any more words so it's like what are you doing so i just ran out of air and i had to breathe haha <laughs> and then you have to think like when you breathe you want to pull back from the microphone with your breath so that people don't hear <sighs> Because that's a weird sound to hear, unless it's comedic and you want it to be that way and you want them to hear you breathe. I mean, choices. Because it's also different when you are doing comedy because there's no background music. But it'll give you the opportunity to, like, use your body to put, like, because the harder you can push air out, the louder you are. And then when you learn differently how to push air out, you can change notes, change sounds. You can do the sotto voce. You can, that's how you learn to modulate your voice. But then keep those rainbows coming out if that makes any sense um who's next laura's next yay so we're plugging in are we finding this am i babbling or are we finding this good okay um is it do you gout okay gout yeah what am i looking at well what? you want to look at your okay all right. Oh, we're going to play it. <laughs> okay, this is uh, old songs because I'm old. <laughs> Did it come up? It's not playing. Yeah. Oh. Oh. Start it over. This is a good song. Simon and Garfunkel. Very. It's not that old. Here we'll just keep let it play out, or you can skip the end. Oh, we went to uh, Okay, here we go. Where's the word? I don't get any words. When I think back on all the crap I learned in high school. Ah! It's I can't think of it. How can I do Oh, you have to put you have to put karaoke behind the song, otherwise it otherwise it it's okay, we all have we have technical difficulties. You, you can sing with it though. Kodachrome give it the night bright colors in the screens of summer the summer of the sunny day oh my camera I love to take the photograph so don't my cold home away It's, it's in the rankone. If you took all the girls I knew when I was single And brought them all together for one night I know they never matched my sweet imagination And everything looks worse in black and white Cold, they give us the nice bright colors, they give us the green, the 
What was the other thing I was going to say because of the code of rough thing? And I can't remember what uh, about my, oh my God. So um, I wanted to show everybody. So I do have a microphone tattoo um, and it, it's not from comedy. So don't get it twisted. It is, it was literally my karaoke microphone that I brought to my tattoo artist. And so it's like life size, exactly my karaoke. And there's a knot in the cord. But that was the other thing I wanted to mention is that sometimes on a microphone, there will be an on off switch. And whenever you get on stage, it's the first thing. Like, I have a checklist in my head, and a lot of it has to do with microphones because I love them. But, like, how loud is it? Can I be heard? Am I too loud? Where's the feedback? Is that happening? Is this going to work? Is there an on-off switch? Because so many times people will. And also another thing to practice, if there is an XLR, practice pulling it out and putting it back in a couple times because oftentimes you'll be on stage and the XLR will drop out. And I've seen it happen on big stages, small stages, open mics everywhere. And it can, if you know what you're doing, it's nothing. It's just boop, boop, and you're fine. And you do it with seamlessly. But if, if, it, if you haven't practiced removing and putting together an XLR, it can be stressful and it can throw you out of your set and it can just be like a nightmare. And you're just like, what am I going to do now? So like any way that you can circumvent any of that fear by understanding the technology is great. So remember if there's an on-off switch, practice with cordless mics, uh, practice with your XLR in and out, practice taking the microphone in and out of the stand if that's a thing, like for super beginners. Might. And some people leave it in the stand and then you have to really think differently where you are and where you're standing and where your face is around the microphone if you leave it in the stand. So just, I hope everyone just be really mindful of our new technology and just remember where the magnets are and thanks for being here. Are there any like questions or anything? It's, I think we've pretty much covered everything and had a good what time. Connection? Oh, here, well, we'll do it up there. So this, that's the connection. So these cords that connect the microphone to what, whatever sound devices you're doing, this is called an XLR. I don't know what it stands for. Um, but it's the, it's, so you do them all the time because you do, you do the setup for, for the PA or whatever. And so that's just the input. 
Right, and sometimes they're old and sometimes they lose their connectivity. And that can happen too, where you'll get a microphone and it'll, it'll go in and out and you're like, what's going on? And so you just don't get the XLR to be in the base where it can and then don't touch it. So for example, like if I put this one in, sometimes if you hold them, sometimes people will hold them down here at the XLR and it's crackling and they don't know what's going on. And it just means that it's a shitty connection between the XLR cable and the microphone itself. And so it's crackling in and out. So just stick it in hard till it works and then get away from it and stand and then don't touch that part of it. And a lot of times people will like start playing with the cord and wrapping it and that can also mess with the connection. So you wanna be mindful of like, and it's that's technology dependent upon the room. Some places, like my place is kind of a shithole. So some of them work and some of them don't. And that happens too, like when you get to a, a room or whatever, however they have it set up. So yeah, anything else? We're good. We're just two o'clock. We're good. Yeah. Okay, yay! Microphone. Um, thanks for being here for the Muni Radio Comedy Festival. All of you. We have classes tomorrow. We have with Lauren, comedian, Know Thyself. I'm really excited about that. Do you want to give a little sneak preview of what you're going to be? Oh, okay. yeah. yeah. We're going to be talking about how to prepare to get on stage. How you, uh, what rituals you do. And how you psych yourself up, how you get there uh, emotionally and physically and all like that. Yeah. And that's at 2 o'clock tomorrow. O'clock. 2 o'clock tomorrow. Comedian, know thyself. Yay. Uh, thanks, guys. Yay. to me.